This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercom. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to episode 225, if you keep counting at home. It means we've been doing this for a long effing time. Oh we're still here. <laughs> right. So, so we've we been to doing do this. We've been doing this for so long that they're tearing down the building that we started it off in. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. We're doing it so long that the building we originally were in was up to code back when we did this <laughs> fucking show. Okay, let's not lie. Let's not that wasn't was even remotely up to, up to code. We had elevators that were getting stuck in the roof. <laughs> we, we we had asbestos everywhere. I know. Oh my, it was so bad. It was Definitely, so bad. You know, hypothetically, I think it took years off my life just being in that place for a couple of years, but or a year. But anyways. Uh, yeah, the Russell Industrial yeah. is uh, facing some... Going bye-bye. Right. Cody uh, Stamen's on his way in. He's our first guest. Mm-hmm. Cody Stamen will be in here, so watch live. I mean, he's good looking. So anyways, uh, he, he he could tell you that walking up those steps, yeah. they hated walking up those oh, steps, yeah. and those guys were at, at <clears throat> tip-top shape. But yeah. there were so many things we saw at the Russell... That now that I feel like that guy's in no position to sue us, I might just gradually throw him into shows occasionally now of stuff we saw. First off, that bathroom would have never pass any health oh, code. Oh, God, no. None. No, God, no. Those right. bathrooms didn't even have doors on them. It didn't have a mirror, no. so you guys always used the, the male bathroom. Which we then had to mirror. protect because, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't want guys walking in with mm-hmm. you girls in there and... I wonder where oh all God. that lovely car art is going to go, the the pieces of car. See, now th- these are two questions that I have. There are people that were actually living there. Correct. Where are they going to go? Um, Got to find places. Right. Life. And B, how is this going to affect the movie industry when they've used the Russell in like the last three or four movies that they filmed in Detroit? They've used it for Transformers. They've used it for Batman v Superman. They've used it for a lot of other things. Are... Is it like nobody's going to be able to go in there or is it just like you can't be in there for more than like a couple of minutes at a time or whatever? It basically is it going to be Chernobyl. Is that how they're going to treat it? You know? <laughs> no. So it was safety violations. And um, so they what? ordered the immediate evacuation yeah. <laughs> because of numerous safety, safety violations. This is uh, the beginning didn't count. Right. Uh they had failure to obtain proper permits and illegal use of the space. So, um, oh, you mean the porns weren't legal? <laughs> no, uh, no they, they, they were legal. That was the sad thing. They were like the only thing legal in there. This is from David Bell, who was either, you know, I don't know anything about David Bell, but if he's held this position more than a year, he's late to the party with the Russell. So, mm-hmm. but, but if he's just newly elected to the Detroit Building Safety and Engineering and Environmental Department, then everything's okay. But he said due to blatant disregard for city ordinances, laws, 
regulation this owner has shown, this facility will be vacated until it is all proper permits, inspections, and approvals. We plan on sitting down with the owner later on this week to discuss this facility coming into compliance. First off, Jimmy, before we go any further in the story, I'm going to try to describe the Russell. So there's floor upon floor upon floor, and then they built out rooms. Mm-hmm. Each room has walls, and mm-hmm. each person put their own electricity in, put their own lights in, did their own thing. So mm-hmm. to bring this thing up to code, you're probably looking at a year. Maybe oh, two. more than that. Because everybody Absolutely did their own stuff. Well, in there. not only that, but the power supply that was coming into the Russell is completely outdated. So you would have to update. You would basically have to have, if I if I remember correctly, you would have to have a fuse box for every, like, let's say five or six rooms that were using electricity just to bring it up a to code and then each room itself would have to have outlets, power junctions and all that kind of stuff like that with all the proper conduit shielding and everything else going through the, uh, through the, uh, the, the floors or whatever. But we know for a fact because of, uh, when we were doing ghost hunting there that 98% of the electricity that was there was not even remotely shielded because it kept setting off our EMF detectors. Right. On February 16th, the city wrote in a letter. This is according to, uh, I think it's, is it Muckruckers or what is it? Yeah. Motor City Motor Muckruckers. City Muckruckers. Yeah. Yeah. On February 16th, the city wrote in a letter to the owner that the center is hereby ordered to immediately vacate all floors and area of the building. In order to vacate the premises was posted at the Russell Industrial Monday. I had to drive by it today just to see him. It says pretty much work stop. That yeah. It was like... Uh, some of the 150 tenants were rushing to the Mammoth Complex at 1600 Clay on Monday to retrieve their artwork. The Russell Industrial is an enormous art community with studios, galleries, and workplaces. According to the city, the center also had rental units, a counseling center, and music recording studios. Because the complex is considered a factory, those uses are illegal. The complex failed at least two building inspections in 2016 because of fire hazards and falling brick. No. Right. No. Now here, uh, even Ricky Rocks I saw posted. <laughs> he posted online that he he built Ricky two. Rocks. Of, yeah, he built two of these places, um, and said he didn't follow any code. But it oh, says God, that no. they have erected walls using combustible materials, illegal installed plumbing and heating systems in numerous units without the proper permits, <laughs> inspections, and approvals. Bell said during a recent inspection, the smell of natural gas from the multiple illegal installations was so strong, DTE had to be immediately called to correct the leak. First off, was it gas or was it pot? Because you could not walk on floor no, you four could. without smelling pot. No, I know, but you know the difference between the two. Uh, you definitely know the difference. The building the owner two. faces numerous fines and even jail time if the hazards aren't corrected, according to the city. Well, good. Um, Throw his ass in jail. The city should be at fault for some of that. They should have been corrected. Nah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, some of the replies, though, to this article make make the article even better. Um, this is from Zinzanthropis. He, uh, he <laughs> says. of a name. Yeah. He says, these types of buildings are in every city. Most of them have starting businesses, which probably wouldn't have been able to get started without the large space and the cheap rent. Better for the city to work with the owner to build up the building than code it and rather shut it down. 
There are a lot of great people with just newly thriving businesses in that complex. Shake my head. Looks like they're planning on doing to the East Grand Boulevard area what they did to the Cass Corridor. Shut down all the creative people with upstarting businesses for the almighty buck. So he's not. I like the voice. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I was, Wait, it gets better. Yeah. Elizabeth Whale says, it's always been unsafe there. No surprise at all, except that it took this long. But hey, that's how we roll. And then uh, Colonel Sanders says. So Is that things the actual are, name? Yeah. Nice. So things are going right on schedule and going well at the City League of G- no, you got to do it with a no, Kentucky they, accent. Yeah, southern accent. Yeah. Southern accent. I, I say, I say, I say, <laughs> it's how you have to start it off. Well, he was basically, well, see, that's Cody calling really quick. Um, it is. Hold on one second. Here, I'll read it. Yeah, read, read some okay. of the comments really quick. All right. All right. Let's, I'm looking for uh, Colonel Sanders. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So, 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 uh, things are right on schedule and we're going well at the city league of gentrifiers. And then a, uh, let's see, uh, Kurt C powder. That's an interesting way to spell it. This really sucks as a big fan of the place. And as an artist, I, as an artist as well, I'd love to get involved and help bring this building back to code for future use. Uh, Amanda Ninja face. That is actual name. Um, according to the city center also has rental units, a counseling center and music recording studios. I love how this is stated. Like the fact there are rental units and music recording studios isn't common knowledge. It's been that way for years. Everyone who goes there, whether to work or observe, knows the risks of a post prime factory setup. Gentrification? Maybe not. But it is sad that something as well known and highly used as the Russell is being shut down. Uh, Let's see. And then someone asked, what were the violations I saw on Fox 2? They, oh my God. Everything. Okay. So this is, I'm reading it verbatim. Um, So what were the violations? I saw on Fox 2, they tenants built tons of walls out of code, no permits. Are there sprinkler systems or smoke alarms? So that was his question. Yeah, uh, Javier uh, June Manuel, I think is your name or whatever. Uh, pick up a, a dictionary. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, yes. Um, did you, you were, you, were you with us when we were still at the Russell? Yeah, but not for very long. Okay. Before you guys moved. So, yeah, I mean, anybody who had, was on the show for the first year and year and a half or whatever, um, you know, it was terrible. They had a freight elevator, but it didn't always work. You had to walk up four flights of stairs. I, I mean, the stairwells themselves, like, seemed like they were crumbling. I mean, it was. It always felt like you still had another flight to go. <laughs> always. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like, the, like the higher you went, it felt like the air was getting thinner. Yeah. Not because, not because like, you know, you're going higher up, but because there was so much like other stuff in the air, the higher you went up, you know? Uh, I missed some of the other comments. Were they good? Oh yeah. They were pretty good. Um, yeah. Where are all these people going to go? I tell you what went up though. Uh, legit studio spaces in Detroit that actually have the code. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden you can charge. Well, let me ask, let me ask you that. Cause I don't know. And I don't know if it says in the article or not. So is it just 
the main buildings? Like, is the um, no? The, it's the whole complex. We drove. Well, past. I was gonna say, is the flea market now gone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Everything. Wow. We actually oh, went wow. behind the building too. Okay. They had yeah. like the disaster. Cans yeah, yeah. And stuff. Um, that uh, they were actually loading up trucks, getting out of Dodge to get there. Really? And they're, they're a legit company. Yeah. So it wow. seems like there, sh- there could be some lawsuits there. And then the oh, photographer yeah. we knew on the second floor, yeah, his studio was amazing. Yeah, it was. You wouldn't uh, think it is. Yeah, but it really but was. But it was amazing. Yeah. So he's got to get all his stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, Darren just walked in. Hey, Darren. How you going? How you going? Um, how you doing? We were talking about, uh, Darren probably <laughs> remembers sure it. We'll wait. we'll wait until he gets the mic in. Um, Rochelle sets him up here really quick. Uh, we were talking really quickly, Darren, about our first location, which I know you were at. It was just, <laughs> it was just shut down. The whole building, the, yeah, whole, the whole building, building. the whole complex. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah, direct him in. Um, <laughs> we need to get flashlights. Yeah, exactly. It is pretty. It is pretty bad. You know, you know, Dave has a map that I gotta start sending the guest. Does he? Yeah. That shows where it is in the building. And, and we watch. haven't been doing this before now. Why? I don't know. I feel I feel now. very responsible for these disorganized <laughs> parts of the show. But that's the uh, the gist of it. But I, I do want to get their take on what they thought with the Russell. See, the bad thing about the Russell is we used to have ring girls actually show up there. And I can't imagine what went through their minds when they first got well, the first time. Well, hold on. Where well, I was going to say, hold on. Let's not, like, the ring girls that we have now, with a few exceptions, the few exceptions, but with the, the ring girls that we have now are a much higher quality no, I than know, the ring girls that we had before. Even guests we had there, like, yeah. you know, hey, come here and then call us when you get there. We'll come down. And then you go up four floors, yeah. wash Pass the pot and hope you don't have a fight because you could get a contact high and maybe yeah. test test the pee. <laughs> um, walk past the porn studio, sit yeah. on our little uh, cold little bench until it's our turn for the show. No green room. Oh, there was a green room, but you really couldn't be in it. And then, <laughs> and then you could be in it, you just in. couldn't talk. Right. Right. And yeah. then come into the show. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what people thought. Yeah, but then um, in the winter, you had to be bundled up. And like sitting in front of the little spacey heater, mm-hmm. and then in the summer you had to basically strip down to your skivvies. Yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, the good old days. <laughs> the good old I, days. I, I wouldn't necessarily call them good, Brad. Well, yeah. My first time being there when I was with another ring girl, I we pulled up and I was like. Are you sure? Like this is the place. Oh yeah. She's like, yeah. Just wait until we get inside, and then we start going up. Like, who was it? Do you remember? Of, I know. Who it was. Oh, yeah, we know. Oh, it was okay. And then we started going up like these creepy flight of stairs, and I was like, "Are you sure?" As you cl- as you're climbing up, you hear. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, hey, there's just random that? people there's walking skunk? everywhere. Yes, there's skunk. No, it's just <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> I don't know. I I think we explored at any given time all of that building. No, um, we did, especially with the ghost hunts and stuff. I mean, that was awesome. That's what I said. Is that I, man, I really hope they don't like tear it down. I'd love to get back in there and like do another ghost hunt or something. You know, well, I imagine there'll be security, but I'm sure you can duck them. Uh, that one side <laughs> of the building was definitely commendable. Huh? Well, anyways, they do auto show parties there. Yeah, well, they just did the dirty show. They do the dirty show there. Yeah, but I think the year, auto show kind of fits in. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I call them 
and like be like, hey, you know, we're thinking about having the Golden Gloves there, and they would quote us like an astronomical price. Yeah, so, we did go to boxing there though once. Yeah, so I, I think of that, and I'm like, you guys were charging that, and you guys weren't even up to code. So like, I, I kind of get. Yeah, mad at well, that. that's where there there there's going to be lawsuits after lawsuits after lawsuits because of this kind of stuff. Yeah, so. Those were the good old days. If Cody ever gets in here, we'll we'll ask him about it, and I'm sure they those two I remember because at that time Cody had been on the show eight times, nine times. <laughs> you know, he's probably going on fiftieth time yeah. on the show. He's been on more than Mars. He's our Alec Baldwin. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Alec yeah. Baldwin's a Saturday Night Live. That's yep. him. Uh, on the show though, we are going to talk uh, TXC. It happened. Legends Nine. Liz was working it. Uh, I covered it. Um, Rochelle took notes too. Just saying, mm. she took some notes. Uh, so we'll we'll run through what what happened. Definitely a great main event. Uh, Joseph uh, Battaglia did an amazing job of um, putting together a pretty good card. Um, but uh, Marco Smallman, who I really like, he won against a Brandon Johnson. Uh, Brandon Johnson was only 0-2, but Marco Smallman's a pretty good specimen. He won at the first round uh, TKO mark. Cody's still lost? <laughs> Did you tell him if in? Yeah. Just got to get it in. Oh, there we go. And let's see, that was 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we were just finishing up really quickly about the Russell. Yeah, that it's officially closed down. Uh, no surprise. Was there like an after parties place there or something like that? That's no, it was actually shut down because of code. Like the building was falling down, and not only was the building falling down, um, it it didn't make like fire fire code like fire code, water code, electrical code, all the codes yeah. that you need to run a business. Gas code. Like they that. have that in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, they do in some places. Uh, whether they whether they enforce it in some places, that's a whole different ball game. But you and Cody had been there at least a couple times. I know Cody was on a streak of like having eight or nine <coughs> times there. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our first home gone. Yeah, I don't think it'll. I, I'm gonna predict it will not change. No. Darren was one of our first interviews, but he was in Vegas at the time and didn't know it was on uh, Eastern time. <laughs> so. I uh, I get hit ahead in the head a lot, so <laughs> forgetting stuff, dates, what names, uh, people. <laughs> yeah, it's real easy. Really. And Brad's texting because he's trying to tell Cody how to get. Oh, okay. no, do, no, you, no. do I need to go out there with like a flashlight, like guide him in or something? No, I'm working on some guests uh, <laughs> later. As soon as we get Cody in here, we're going to introduce Darren and Cody. Um. So yeah, I was just running through TXC really quick. Um. Then what else happened? If I I'm missing actually my main event. Uh. But anyways, the main event was Mike Hurricane Hernandez versus uh, Taylor Moore. It was a good fight. Five rounds. I thought the difference was that uh, Hernandez could take him down when he wanted to. Uh. I thought it was the right decision. I didn't. So it was a split decision. I didn't agree with mm. this, the second judge, but I thought it was a good decision. Uh. That Mike Hernandez won. It was just that he was a, able to take down Taylor Moore when he wanted to take down Taylor Moore. Um. And that made that made the difference. But it was a good fight. Mike was quick. He was really quick. He looked quick that night. Yep. Yeah. He looked good. Uh, he's from most, Darren's camp. Most women say that Mike is quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. There we go. Uh, speaking of Mike, 
Uh, eventually that nose is going to have to be repaired. I don't know when he's going to pencil that in, but... <laughs> don't speak of it. He gets really butthurt about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know when the fight career ends, but it, it just just a little tap from Taylor, and it was al- already bright red again, and mm. you can tell that a lot of fight damage has happened over the years. But what do you think of Mike Hernandez's uh, performance? <clears throat> I thought uh, as far as uh, leading up to the fight, he was real calm, real uh, collective in the back, which uh, I think he's improved from his last couple fights. And I think that made the difference in the ring or the the cage. Um, seeing his performance, he fought, he fought smart. He fought uh, collective. Um, you know, I think he could be in a little better shape uh, for his next uh, five-round fight. Uh, but I think he, he hands down won four out of five rounds. I think, uh, Tyler, uh, or Taylor, uh, landed a, f- a few more shots, but he hits like a little girl. So what are those worth? I don't know. I was, I was I half heard what you said. Say it again really quick. He's Co- a, he's a Cody really, wants me to, really bad host today. No, 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 no. Cody wants me to drop a pin to find the location. I don't even know what that means. He needs like that 3D pink. Google map. Like a pink. What is that restaurant next door? It's a Mexican restaurant. It's all we know. So Camellias or something. Does he see that? Tell him. Once he sees that. It's across the street from back. Hungry Howie's. Or well, I mean, else. Cody's real short, so he can't really see over the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Gotcha, Cody. <laughs> yeah, I want to get into it with Cody here, but and then and then really move on to it. Um, yeah, that was a big win for Hernandez. <laughs> what? I'm trying to drop a pen. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. On Google Maps, yeah. trying to figure this. You out. drop a pen on a location, Pink. and somebody you know else. How we used to be able to find where people are through the Okay, roles? yeah, no. I got gotcha. you. I'm so bad with technology. Well, let's talk Darren really quick before we move on to TXC. Okay. Uh, Darren, uh, you're looking for a fight, right? A promotion currently, aren't you? Uh, well, um, as far as Ryzen, I am currently negotiating with them for the. For, I have a 60 days, uh, like soul. Um, whatever. I can only talk to them for sixty days, right? After that, if we don't uh figure it out, then I get to talk to whoever I want. But I mean, my negotiations. <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over cold. My my negotiations with Ryzen are going really well. Um, I'm pretty sure we're about to lock something down, and uh, I'll be fighting uh probably on their next show. I, I don't have an opponent. I, it's nothing's in stone right now. So um, yeah. See, that's good to hear because that's to me that's a great fit for you. Um, a, they love you over there. You got the personality and stuff. And B, like Ryzen is, uh, or Risen is is becoming it's rising. Yeah, is rising. Risen is uh, become so big. Like the true martial art fans really really like it. You coming from such a strong martial arts background, it, it seems like a good fit. But you're a character too. You know that. Yeah, they they love the characters uh, over in Japan. I think. Uh, sometimes they play a little, uh, too much, um, character WWF kind of professional wrestling thing, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the fan base that they have. So you gotta play up to it. Yeah. Right. When in Rome. When in Rome. Right. When exactly. Rome. And you got to do, you've not been on our show since you did the soccer kick. Yeah. So. <laughs> which is, a, which is illegal. That has been, but a, not there. That has been like a lifelong dream for, uh, for me <laughs> uh, ever since I started uh fighting i've always wanted to 
legally run up, soccer kick somebody in the head, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, that I mean, that was my first fight there too. And you could see I've been wanting to do it my whole life. <laughs> I literally tried a few times. So it. Uh, I think my transformation from uh, traditional mixed martial arts in a cage with the traditional uh, unified rules – Switching from the uh, the basically the pride rules, uh, I made that switch really fast, and uh, you know I, I feel like a, it fits me pretty well. I think as far as a martial artist myself, I can change and adapt and overcome to any rule set. So being in a cage, your know, regular unified rules, being in a ring at Ryzen or on the street, I will fuck you up. <laughs> Push that face back now. Uh, was there like a little Darren with devil horns that said, finish him <laughs> like before the finish soccer him. kick, finish him. Uh, maybe, I, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> flawless victory. Right. You didn't think about it too much because you didn't want to mess it up, but that was a perfectly executed soccer kick. Yeah. 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 And actually and I it made highlight reels. I never played soccer. I, I suck at normal sports. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I actually don't see it now. Well, it, Google it. <laughs> no, it's everywhere. I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, so you, you're there. I think it's a good fit for you. Um, not only that. Um, you you become, are representing the U.S., though, when you're over there with your stars and stripes. I absolutely And the mustache, yeah. too. I love it. <laughs> Is the porn stash going to be forever there? Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I ain't see I'm growing it back right now. <laughs> so this is not creepy. This is like, oh, I kind of look older. But as soon as I just shave the sides and the mustache is there, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get your little paste. And you're just, do Real you play with it all the time? I play. I, 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 I know. I know. Just walk yeah, right yeah, into I that mean, one. I feel like that's natural and it's uh, healthy <laughs> and stress relieving. There's a lot of, uh, lot of, a lot of good things. There he is. <laughs> Did you get my, uh, my pen? Wow. Yeah, I've never done that before. All right. Welcome, Cody Stamen, also. What's up? How are you doing? Mr. Wonderful. Good. Cody, Cody had a hard time seeing over the steering wheel. Yeah. So. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> but I'm here now. Well, we were talking about uh, uh, Risen a little bit with Darren. You go there and you corner him. Uh, how, how fun is it to do the fights over there and just see how they treat uh, it's a, it's a really cool experience going to Japan, seeing Japan. Um, I would much rather he fought in Las Vegas, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Japan's cool. I, uh, I like the culture. It's very different. Um, the language barrier is hard, you know, like one, you know, you, you can't use your phone and I'm addicted to being on my phone and, uh, you can't talk to anyone and I like talking to people. So that's, that's the hard part about the whole gig. Cause you're kind of like alone for five days. The only guy I have to talk to is Darren. You know, he's cutting weight and getting ready for a fight. So I don't want to absolutely drive him nuts. So I usually just, uh, wake up at like three in the morning, three AM cause of the time change and like wander around the city. Like I've literally had like a full day of activities before like anyone even woke up. Cause like I just, my sleep schedule never changed. I was getting up at like two in the morning, going to bed at like 6 PM, <laughs> getting up at two in the morning, like working out two times and then you know like breakfast was like dinner for me i uh my schedule just didn't uh like my sleep schedule never changed the whole time i was there so it was it was a cool experience though now you got a big fight coming up at klp you're in the main event again it's happening on st patrick's day tell us a little bit about this fight coming up and uh obviously you're still waiting for the the call from 
a big major promotion, but KOP is doing okay on the west side of the state. But tell us a little bit about this fight. Yeah, uh, fighting a guy, Bill Camry, he's 13-6, kind of one of those guys that's been everywhere, fought everybody. You know, another, like, tough uh, tough veteran. You know, I'm just going to go in there and beat the crap out of him and you know, get a paycheck and <laughs> call it a day. And hopefully I get the call from the UFC. You know, I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like on the, I'm on the border. I have been for a long time. It's just the 135-pound weight class stacked. There's so many good guys at that weight class. You know, there's so many guys like me that have, you know, big records. I fought a lot of tough guys that are itching to get that spot. So it's just about the opportunity. I think I just got ranked like the number one guy in the U.S. Like that's not in the UFC. So you were I mean, in Fighters Only magazine. Yeah, that's what that's what available it was. on bookshelves. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, that's like for sale, at like Myers and Walmart and all those big places. So that's that was that was that was pretty cool. Um, you know, you can see my half naked body in a magazine. So <laughs> Rochelle, <laughs> not that it's not over <laughs> the internet. Yeah. But. <laughs> not like, it's like we haven't posted pictures of it. Yeah. No, I, not like it's not on Snapchat or anything right. else. Right. Uh, so yeah, big opportunity for you. You've been fighting for KOP a little bit, but I, I know I know that you're you're on the cusp. Of big things, but maybe, and I, I know this would really piss off KOP, but lately in Michigan, the people on main events have been being pulled off cards, so you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, mean, you, you don't. Bad you don't. for them, but good for you if right. you get the call that's, a couple that's weeks That's what it's going to be. I've, I've had, you know, I signed with a new management company, Iridium Sports, and they put a lot of guys in the UFC, and I've had some some phone calls, uh, maybe four or five in the last few months that were like, can you make 135 in five days? I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> You know, so it's just about, am I the right fit for that opportunity? You know, if somebody gets hurt in one of these, uh, one of these bantamweight fights, you know, I could be fighting next week in the UFC. You never know. You know, it's just, uh, that's, that's how guys are getting in now because there's so many talented guys. It's just about being at the right place at the right time. So I just got to stay ready all the time. Now you're talking about your new management and when you guys have discussions about like planning strategy and stuff like that. And obviously your new management has experience with UFC. I mean, um, is there anything that you're purposely avoiding out there that is like for people that listen to our show that is like a, a career killer? Like, <coughs> I mean, there's other promotions out there that are like, Hey, don't do it with them or don't do it with them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's just about, uh, promoting a, you know, a good image. You know, you can be a bad boy. But you can't like cross that line kind of deal. And there's certain things you can't say on social media, things like that, that will really kill your career. You know what I mean? They're looking to sign you and then somebody pulls up some stuff you have on social media where you said something appropriate. And it's like, oh, well, never mind. We don't want you now. So right. the, like that kind of stuff, you know, I had to clean up that area. You know, anytime I said anything inappropriate, I kind of had to stop that. You know, you it's, it's it's good to stir the pot. They want people that run their mouth and stir the pot. You know, they, they really like that, but, you know, there's there's a there's a line, and you can't cross it. So no more pictures of you in the shower and him on the toilet while reading. No, they love that. They absolutely love that. They love that. That's not that's not the line. There's just, you know, there's certain words and things you just can't say. Right. You know, because, you know, those things, uh, they'll come back to get you, so. Uh, we were talking a little bit about a big win for uh, Mike the Hurricane Hernandez uh, this week over Taylor Moore. Um, I, don't, what, I don't know about big win, but you know he, he went in there. <laughs> he went in there, he went in there and, and beat a guy that, that we we knew he was gonna beat, um, and Taylor Moore, and that he uh, should beat yeah, every single beat. time. He will beat every time. You know, Mike is just on a different level. You know, Mike is coming off a couple losses, but losses to guys that you know are at a really really high level. And I just don't think Taylor's at that level. So you know, Mike Mike uh, 
showed his heart and he went out there and he fought a great fight. You know, he was tired early in the fight. He had a lot of stuff going into this fight camp that, you know, didn't let him train the way he should have. But, you know, Mike, Mike's a, Mike's a warrior. Mike's a tough dude. Like it's hard to beat that guy in the cage. You know, he doesn't, cause he just never quits. Uh, okay. So let's, let's go back. Uh, he was fighting an SFS person and you guys are both my friends. So like, I'm not going to take sides and right. shit like that. Um, but where where did this rivalry if start? You're not with us. You're like, against this. Well, I'm against it. I'm neutral, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. dude. I'm, Only no, Sid feels an absolute right, yeah. that's, that's, that's I'm, I'm Switzerland, dude. That's that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of guys at SFS that I really like, that I'm friends with, that I talk to, you know, on a regular basis. So I can't say I hate their whole team, but it it all started with uh with James Gray saying that you know I was like on the list of guys that he thought he wanted to fight, and I was like, okay, let's do it, and then it never ended up happening. And that's kind of where it all started, and it went away. And then, you know, Taylor Moore said something to my little brother, who's 15 years old, that I was like, hey, man, you can't, don't talk to my brother. And he kind of told me, like, oh, what are you going to do? And then him and I went back and forth, and we had, like, a little Facebook war. And that's really where all the the, the hype and the aggression between the two teams started all over again. And then, uh, you know, it's kind of escalated from there. You know, those things, they, like... One person says the wrong thing, and suddenly everybody wants to cut each other's throats. But I mean, it, there's no doubt. I think SFS is probably the second best team in Michigan. <laughs> so uh, you know, they they uh, they're obviously going to be like a rival of ours, you know, forever. I mean, we're just going to keep beating them up, and eventually, people are just going to be like, okay, you know, it's just, it's it's everything happens in the cage. You know, we can say whatever we want on Facebook or on a radio show, but then as soon as we get in the cage with one of their guys, we beat them, and then we can walk around with our heads up high. And, right. You know. Now, Taylor Moore and uh, both Mike Hernandez were hoping that this this fight would put, like, you know, the past few weeks behind. Obviously, there's a little bit of history. We're not going to get into it because it's been all over national news anyways. But what I'm saying is that uh, I, look, <coughs> I look over, though, and Darren's shaking his head no while, while, while they're talking about that in the cage. Um, do you remember doing that when uh, Mike Hernandez and Taylor Moore were talking about putting it back and you were kind of joking and like shaking oh like, yeah dude it's never gonna be done like you always have a good and bad a good, like an evil and a, you know like that's that's good, what good makes this fun that's what yeah. makes this fun this this rivalry you know and if and I mean I put up a po- or I posted on one of their guys like listen you know if you ever have a fight against somebody outside of Michigan and you want some help I'm down to help you but when you know it, it, it's I always want to fight them that. Well you can't deny things. that it added excitement to the card yeah. on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I mean look yeah. at look at look at Conor McGregor. Why do people want to see him fight so much? Is it because he's like that dominant in the cage? No, like there's a lot of guys that are that dominant in the cage, but it's just the drama, like people love, people love that. Like when I go online and I say, uh, you know, I can't wait for my fight. It's going to be a great fight. People are like, okay, cool. If I say I'm going to rip my opponent's head off <laughs> and like, I want to, like, I want to like kill his whole team. People are like, oh, that's awesome. And then other people are like, <laughs> then other people are like, guy, like, dude, you're, you're nuts. Like, we don't like you, but it's like that love hate thing. Like, you have to make people love or hate or hate you. You know what I mean? So if, People in Michigan hate Michigan top team. Great. If they love us, great. But we have to like bring that emotion out. You know what I mean? We can't be the, we don't want to be the team where like everyone's like, Man. yeah, they're really good, but just be as long as you want to watch us fight, then, right, then right. I don't care if you like us or hate us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. As long as, as long as people want to see the fight, that's all that matters. Cause at the end of like, as much as we are athletes, we are entertainers. Like that's the business. Like look at any of the great fighters in the, in the 
of the history of fighting, boxing, or MMA, like they were showmen. Like they did things outside the ring that 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 brought you know emotion into the cage, and people wanted to see it. Like you know, Conor McGregor, if he gets in the cage, it doesn't matter who he's fighting. If he fights Joe Schmo, like everybody wants to see it because he's been running his mouth for two months on every single you know media outlet possible, and people just people like eat that shit up and they love it. You know, so that's that's uh, you know I look at it like any publicity is good publicity, and if you know, people are posting that, you know, they absolutely hate us or they absolutely love us, like, whatever. You know, we don't care. I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to having a bunch of people that don't like, like me. Hey, here's where you go get tickets. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Buy your tickets here. <laughs> and if you really want to uh, <clears throat> see what's going on, then just come spend uh, a day at the gym and I'll beat the shit out of you there, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's an open invite for anybody. <laughs> we have had quite a few guys from the team come to our gym. Yeah. Never yeah. come back, though. Never come, <laughs> never come back. <laughs> no. Uh, so, I mean, you're you're talking about uh, stuff rolling off your back of what people say. Um, those media boards are are horrible, though. Like, you you say something on there and wait for twelve comments of people that hate you. That's why I yeah. avoid them like the plague. I'm <laughs> yeah. serious. Like, you could say like, you know, hey, it was a great show. Someone be like, a shit show. This guy should fight this. You know. So I yeah. I avoid those. Like the plague, I think. I think that that hurts Michigan MMA. Some of those boards because it's just like, you know, it's a lot of irrelevant people right. just talking. Right, <laughs> it's right. kind of yeah. kind of. I noticed you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and and most of this, those guys on those boards just they want to hear the sound of their own voice. I they don't really have an. They want to seem relevant. It's like it's yeah. Like some people that 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 talk uh, talk crap to me. Sometimes it, it gets you know. I mean, you learn to have thick skin, like doing this, you know, because there's always going to be someone that doesn't like you. Yeah. But at the same time, like I go and look at some of the people that are saying negative things about me, and I'm like, what the hell? Why? Are, <laughs> who are you to say anything? I want to be important too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I look on their Facebook, and it's like a picture of like their dog, <laughs> and then like them in like an '80s porn jacket, a mustache, like in some weird room, a picture. You got to stop looking at Darren's picture. My picture right now is my dog. I I literally just described Darren's Facebook. (laughs) Whoops. I'm not, I'm not relevant. (laughs) But really it's, it's, it's not even the two teams, you know, one and two in the state. Um, that are even starting half the shit. It's somebody else that instigates it, and then you guys get involved in it, and that's that's what I also see. Uh, but Darren, coming from the UFC before uh, where you're at right now, uh, you know better than anybody. You can't please everybody. I mean, is that something that you install with Michigan Top Team? I mean, you could have perfect performances, and then there's still the people <coughs> on the fucking boards out there that that will say you did something wrong in MMA. There, there's always going to be haters, and you know what? When you got haters, you know you did something right. So uh, that being said, uh, go on and hate. I don't care. It's I know that I do things right. I know I teach my guys to be right. You know, they don't always make the right mistake or right uh, decisions on things. But uh, that's just life. That's growing up. That's uh, uh, you, when you fall down, you get back up and you keep moving forward. I think that some things get blown out of proportion. And it's, and that's like the news and the media. They want to make a story out of nothing and they just kind of make shit up and throw it up on online. Um, you accusing us of being fake news over here? 
No, not you alternate guys. facts. I, no, I, <laughs> alternate I said, facts. I haven't said that. I mean, <laughs> you're the one, not, not you're you the one that said it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think that that goes with everything. The 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 president's uh, the presidential election. The the news that happens all the time in all these cities, like. People see a 10-second clip and then they think they know everything. Oh, why didn't blah, blah, blah? Why did he pull his yeah. gun? This is stupid, yeah. right? You, If you weren't there and you don't know what happened before and after the, the video or, or whatever news is out there, then it's really hard to make a decision. But we have all these stupid people out there that see a 10-second clip and they know everything. Right? So, yeah, people formulate opinions about yeah, stuff about like, long before they know what goes on and that's just – the nature of the beast. Yeah, because you were uh, defending yourself about somebody said something crazy, and and I, and I don't know why they would say this because I've stood up next to you a, a million times. You're a small guy, Cody, but somebody yeah. said like you might use steroids or something like that, and you're defending right. yourself on social media. Right. And I was like, this person has never stood next to Cody <laughs> right. or been near somebody with right. steroids because yeah. like, <coughs> yeah, looking at Cody right now. You're not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not whoa, whoa! Don't Roy rage. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to freak Cody out. is descended from Spartan. But, yeah. but aren't you the one that says, "Don't ever look at you in your eyes"? I mean, you know, yeah, that's you never know. that's a little suspect. My road rage. On you. No, I have the. I have no. I was telling you guys, I have this issue with people staring at me like uh, in public places. <laughs> Ask Darren. I'll be sitting there and like. Catch someone like is that guy looking at me? <laughs> that's really I think, bad. It's gotten I mean, a lot better yeah, as I, I with age. I it's gotten that. a lot better when I was young. I was like, <laughs> but that's just that's just little man syndrome. That's not <laughs> anything else. Now I gotta ask, just okay. So you got Kara in the gym with you guys. She's awesome. Is she like the mom? Does she keep you guys in line? No, she's hard on you guys. You, she is well. That's exactly ruthless. what a mom does. She's ruthless. Uh, she's more ruthless than a mom. You but late, you know what running. I'm saying? It's like you don't you're not going to mess around in front of her. No, she uh, I mean, she runs an awesome practice. She is very technical and she's the only one that uh, that kind of tells me what to do. So, um, yeah, she you could consider her uh, a mother type of just like a badass mother that. You know, it doesn't take she shit from nobody. She was working out when she was like shit. eight months pregnant. So, shit. oh yeah, she, she doesn't oh, yeah. take shit from any of us, and like she is not scared to like put any of us in her place. And no one really does that. You know what I mean? Like exactly. And that's no why one really comes like, in and is like, listen, shut up, do this, and like it's almost like like you know we all look like deer in headlights because Kara like you suck at this, <laughs> go hit the bag, and you're just like. <laughs> Uh, what? Okay. Okay. I cannot believe I'm letting her tell me what to do like this. She's just running in, like pushing us all around. It's crazy. But I mean, we all respect her because we've seen like the, you know, how much like we've learned from, from her. So, I mean, she's, she's a pretty vital part of the team. She's made everybody better. Plus she can at any given time go. Go Google her uh, box record record and just slide it over to you guys and be like, every time I Google her, I see these like. Photos of her like in a bikini with uh, her gloves on and like I never, saw I never actually see <laughs> boxing photos. I, yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> no, yeah, you know she should just you know Google herself and be like, oh yeah, I don't know what a loss looks like. You know, yeah. she, she can play I that card lost. anytime she wanted. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. I never lost, so uh, you guys suck. And then you guys got Jason Fisher, uh, and we had Fish on a while ago, and his personality is so different than your guys' personality. He's kind of like your the light, the darkness, you know. <laughs> like, Jason's like a hippie. <laughs> yeah, Jason's way more laid back than you. We're like, uh, come on, guys. We're like, we're like, we're like crazy. Uh, like, it's a good know, mix. In your it's face, kind of people, and Jason's like, 
really <coughs> laid back and nonchalant, like confrontation hits. He's just like, okay, guys, relax. We're like, Finch you know, <laughs> class going crazy. Like Jason's the one that like kind of holds everybody back. Yeah, it's a definitely a good like good cop bad cop thing. Now, um, I want to talk to Darren a little bit. Uh, since you last been on, UFC was bought by new owners and stuff like that. Um, different company now. Totally different. I mean, they let go a lot of their staff. Besides the head figures being around, they don't own it anymore. It's become more of a business. Uh, any predictions about UFC's future? Because uh, GSP's back, but they had to find a superstar. They were out of them. They were, like, running out. Um any predictions for it? I mean, I don't. I don't want you to like incriminate yourself because they could call after uh, Risen. But <clears throat> it's a di- if it's a different show now. Well, uh, I mean, the last two years since they started doing the USADA thing, the lots changed. Lots changed, and then uh, you know, Bert got let let go for some incident that happened. Um, I think he was a big part of the backstage and actually, uh, you know, talking to the fighters and stuff. And I think once that happened, it's like, wow, like what's going on? Um, a lot of change and change uh, could be for the, the good, could be for the bad. I don't know. We'll have to see because uh, I haven't been to a show in, uh, you know, in a while since uh, I cornered uh, Randa in her last fight or, or a couple fights ago. Um, so... I don't know what's actually going on. Um, it's a big question. And like you said, I'm not going to incriminate myself because I never know where I'm going and I would never burn a bridge. Right. Different matchmaker. Matchmaker for how, how many years was Joe with him? Like, I don't know. From uh, the beginning. From, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike years. Goldberg. Now, <laughs> this is the big thing about Mike Goldberg is that I could, and I said this the other week, I could be in an airport, I could hear his voice, and I would know UFC's on somewhere. That's how much brand recognition he had. Yep. What a shitty job to fill that guy's shoes. Right. Like, you will not do as well as that guy. Um, there are some different changes there. There's Joe they Silva being the big one. They had a different announcer, too. They had a different announcer the yep. other show. Like, what's going on here? Different, yeah, they were, like Joe Rogan was in there last show. Yep. And and Joe Rogan's awesome. You and they got Joe some Rogan. guy that sounds like Joe Rogan, but it's not Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, don't, don't they even have someone who looks just like him too? Probably. Yeah, he probably he probably isn't as high as Joe Rogan, and you know probably doesn't have as good of martial arts experience as Joe Rogan. But like he's a, like a poor man's Joe Rogan. Maybe they're putting in there or something like that. Um, it's interesting the changes, and I I think they're trying to be a, a top four sport. I've seen sports try to do that, and it's really difficult to break the hockey, the basketball, and stuff like that. Uh, it's going to be interesting over the next few years um, wh- what direction they're going in. Uh, Dana White staying with the company is a good thing because he's he's the figurehead. It, the big thing I've always said about this is um, just like when Hugh Hefner dies, what happens to Playboy? When Dana White decides no more, what happens to UFC? He's such a figure of it. People care what he thinks about anything. And so them having him on board for a couple of years is good because it, it allows the transition to be smoother. Um, but we're going to go to our first commercial break. We'll be back with Darren and Cody. We're going to talk more uh, what's going on in the world of MMA and uh, more of Cody's career. We'll be back. You're listening to The Undercard. Hand Combat Radio. You're listening to the Undercard. Hand Combat Radio. You're listening to the Undercard. Hand Combat Radio. You're listening to the Undercard. I didn't shower anyway. We are back. <laughs> <laughs> Start off with that. Episode 225. Uh, we got Darren Cruikshank here and we got Cody Stamen. 
Uh, Cody's got a big fight coming up February 17th. West uh, side of the 17th. March 17th. Uh, west side of the state, uh, KOP, whatever number it is, KOP, whatever. And uh, he's the main event. We were talking a lot about his career. Uh, just did track down Ed Williams, who's fighting on Showtime March 10th. He's going to be joining us about at the 815. Yeah, at the 815 mark. He's got actually a tough fight against Wesley Tucker. Now, those are actually, that's a that's a tough fight there. Uh, Wesley Tucker from uh, Toledo. You remember he was in talks to fight Tyner and then that. Yeah, no one wants to fight Tyner because Tyner's just scary as can be. Little ball hate. Um, His body shots make you like just crumple. But uh, And then we were talking about Tony Harrison. Cody was talking that uh, he got in the ring once with uh, Tony Harrison. Tony Harrison's fighting for the IBF strap this Saturday. Um, I don't know if we're going to try to have a watch party somewhere. I know yeah, there's Yeah, because we're not going to go down to Alabama this weekend. I can't because of the event on Friday. I'm writing for Fight News. But um, definitely. Yeah, where's a, a bell? I'm writing for FightNews.com. Right behind you. Yeah, I'm writing for FightNews.com. Right. Yeah. Just one of the biggest website for boxing in the world. That's sweet. There you go. There we go. Got yeah. it. You got to hit it. There you go. I got it. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, good luck, Tony Harrison. Obviously, uh, there's no question he's going to bring bringing it back. Um, man, everybody's texting me that like they don't know like I have a show or something going on. But like, <laughs> was that you? Just okay. ignore it. I can't. <laughs> what if but it, you can? What if it has? Just deep, ignore it. It's just Eric. Cody was like, yeah. like a freaking leaf in the wind. I couldn't <laughs> ignore him. <laughs> Trying to direct him lost, in. I was a lost puppy. That's right. Yeah, man. He would have found his don't way. I don't even know how he made have his you never, way. Have you never From seen Garrett Homeward King Bound? Yeah. They always find their way. It's true. I was I, showing up at like 9.30. <laughs> this has been three weeks in the, the making, too. Like uh, every week you're like, oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> this week, for sure. Set, set a reminder. Yeah, so you, this morning, you, I'm, you, like, I'm telling you, you got to remind me. I'm like a squirrel. I just, <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Um. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Camp uh, Crushank over there. You're an outdoorsy guy. Um, you like guns. Not only do you like guns, you like the outdoors stuff. Uh, where's Cody fitting in here? Because I picture Cody more of an axe man, more of a an axe being the fragrance guy. Is, is, <laughs> is, is Cody? I'm like, cool. I have an axe. I was going to say, like, is he a lumberjack or? So, uh, I mean, actually, actually, I mean, I grew up in Inkster. Uh, I went to Westland schools. Um, I should be the axe guy. And <laughs> this dude grew up in Sparta. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, where yeah, there's you don't like know this. Corn, I'm a country boy. Corn and deer and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this should be a reverse role. But uh, I've always been <laughs> a, a hillbilly at heart. So, uh, I mean, I'm into guns and shooting and culture. And you don't and, live downriver. I'm a cultured No, I'm definitely redneck. not from downriver. Okay. <laughs> You're a what? Cultured redneck. Cultured like, I redneck. I stole that from Darren. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. My okay. my uh, college wrestling coach used to call me a cultured redneck. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, fly around the world <laughs> and fight people and learn different cultures and then come back home and just be hillbilly as fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, now where, 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 yes, I've had like 12 Jeeps. Uh, I have a broken down <laughs> a Suzuki Samurai in my backyard. <laughs> And, is it uh, on blocks? <laughs> it isn't, but I'm about to switch it out. <laughs> I got to take the axle part. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now where's Cody fit in the outdoors, man? What, 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 what would you give him grade-wise? Honestly, honestly. He's like, a, he's like a, a squirrel dog. Like, before he says anything, I did grow up like in the country, like baling hay. Like uh, I don't really know where I got the whole pretty boy thing from. Are but. you an archer? <laughs> uh, I've hunted and fished my whole life. I really like fishing. Oh, I fish a lot. 
Uh, like no one, no, no one really knows that because I don't like post all the thing I post about on social media is like, you know, pictures of me with my shirt off, and, <laughs> uh, stuff like leading the tank up, tops. Yeah, yeah, leading up to a fight, and I always have like a tank top and long hair and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I actually do like hunt and fish quite a bit. Just uh, I'm just not. He's I'm a like, terrible shot though. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't get into like the tactical shooting like Darren does. Well, now, uh, how many guns do you own now, Darren? I mean, it, it's up there. <laughs> Is the government listening? <laughs> yeah, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Registered guns. <laughs> <laughs> five. One. Five. <laughs> just, just five. <laughs> now we got to ask the country boy. Cody, yeah. how many do you own? Uh, five. Yeah, probably five. <laughs> yeah, five. Honestly, honestly now, I just own five. Now, how many of those are long guns? Uh... I guess uh, two, yeah, all of them. <coughs> all of them. All of them. I have one pistol. Okay, like they're all like hunting rifles. They're I have a like, shit ton. They're not like uh, <laughs> I know you do. They're Darren. not like a. So I didn't rifles. ask you. Yeah, I have a like shit. Mag- you know, you yeah. guys ever watched the movie MacGruber? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is MacGruber. MacGruber. We know. So he doesn't know. Yeah. I call him MacGruber. Yeah. He's like, Dude, who is MacGruber? I'm like, you got. Sounds like awesome. MacGruber. MacGruber right there. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Now, That's you, awesome. When it's all said and done, and your career's over. I know you'll you'll stick around in the game and train people, Darren. But you you think you're an off the grid kind of guy? Go go find a place and just live off the land and and not be on social media, not have cable. Uh, actually, I would love to do that. Uh, I don't think I would stay out there like my whole life or whatever. But um, I definitely want to get into uh, like doing you know two weeks out or something like that of, uh, of like trying to survive on the cabin road. in the woods yeah whatever those whatever those, uh survival shows like, i, yeah, I want to do one like I bear grills i don't it's care like what naked and afraid i don't yeah. care what it is like i want to try one of those and see how long i last <laughs> just join the military you'll do that trust yeah. me yeah but i want to get paid more than you oh know, okay like, you know ha- have some like control and oh okay yeah you don't, you don't get that yeah think for myself <laughs> I was just playing. What are you trying to say? Any I appreciate you. What are you trying to say? I appreciate you. I appreciate you and everything you guys do. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now uh, he he critiqued your shooting. How how's Darren shooting, Cody? He's really good at shooting. Is he? Really? Really? Trust me. Every time I go with him, he like <laughs> makes sure to boast about how good he is. <laughs> and like all sure time I am going with him, like he's like, "You suck, man." So I got to okay. break I'm like, down. but if we if we yeah. both end up if Darren and I both end up in the woods, 100 percent, like he's gonna starve and he's gonna like have <laughs> all his tactical gear and he's gonna come over to me and be like, dude, you gotta go hunting and find something. <laughs> that's what that's just what, I, what it comes down to. Is like, well, see, yeah, like, our ring girl over here, Liz, she's a seasoned hunter. Yeah. What? No way. Yeah. I can't hear yeah, you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. You want to hear a dark story about Liz? Uh, the first she time killed she killed a man. No, no, no. no. <laughs> first time she killed a deer, her dad wanted her to look away. Oh but she, the dark side of Liz wanted to look in the eyes and no. see the light go <laughs> no. away out of the deer. I was in seventh grade, guys, and I didn't know it was like kicking in stuff. And I was excited, so. Dad's like, look away. She's like, I oh, want to see the life. It's that, uh, out of it. it just that, drops. That kind of thing. Did you get you excited? Did you clean that's, it? Yeah. That's what excites you? I, he made me cut it open. And <laughs> Death excites you. That's what you're saying. Death excites you. Yeah, you're well, like, no, because it just dropped. And I, couldn't, I like, didn't know if it was like running or something. And then I was like, I wanted to look. And he's like, don't look. 
Sorry. But who gutted it? But she did, wanted to My look. dad made me gut it. Your dad made Without you. Without gloves. He's like, cut did, you, did you eat the heart or the liver? Dude. No. My Honest, grandma story. likes like, the weird stuff. Yeah. I'm Native American, and my dad made me do that. Yeah. Made it's me, actually a tradition, me, yeah. yeah. Eat the heart of like the first of every animal I killed. It's either the heart or the that's, liver. That's yeah, funny because uh, my first book... My uncle was uh, cutting it up and literally had this huge story about like, you know, this is tradition, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like really into it. And then he takes the balls and whacks me <laughs> in the face with them. Literally balls and dick all over my face. Blood. I'm like, all right. So that's my family's uh, tradition. You eat stuff and we get smacked in the face with balls. <laughs> Oh, now, if he, now if he caught a doe, it would be like the tradition next year carries over when I actually have something to slap you with. But no, there was a tradition coming. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things. <laughs> doe, doe season. Uh, I, I think it's cool the out the the idea of outdoorsy. I can't do it, but I really like it. Dude. I like the idea. I would. I can't be. No. Uh, no. Can't. I gotta get you. I gotta get you outside someday. Like. Actually, go camping. I don't want to cut really just, I, it comes I down to like what your parents yeah. said. No. You must have those real yeah, soft our parents, hands. I do. Our oh, parents like soft. Yeah, yeah, are very yeah. soft. For like, yeah. you know, I don't even know what you do with soft hands. <laughs> All kinds of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you lotion and lubricate every day? Uh, no, I lubricate. The lotion. I lubricate <laughs> one hand usually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's going to teach us one day to fish and then I it's will learn. It's been like three years. Yeah, it's been Do you have your license yet? No, they expire yeah, every they, year. Yeah, you have to get them. Yeah, but they she hasn't gotten March, March 31st. Well, I still have mine from last year. Oh, you did you get one get last it. year. Yeah, you have to get it every March 31st. year. My dad gets, Same like, thing. I don't like to go well, fishing without it. I don't know. Well, uh, I'm trying to remember. There's, I thought there was one that you don't have to get every year. It's like every two years. I think it was walleye or something. It's like oh, every two Cody's years. Cody's whipping is out. I think to prove he has it. Well, I don't get like I have the a all game species one. Oh, you don't? I did oh. a couple times, but the, this I do because you I never know what else. you're going to catch. No, that's a deer. Well, see, oh, he's got is, deer tag. <laughs> Look at that. To, yeah. I don't like to eat fish. I like to go fishing. Oh, I'm a venison person for sure. Right. So I like to go hunting, but I do not like fish. Okay. I like shrimp, right. but I don't like fish. Yeah. So you like shellfish, but not fish fish. No, I just don't like fish. <laughs> Shellfish are like shrimp well, and crab, depends, and like I don't know. Closer to the mic, Liz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> Seriously, right. Erica, do you hunt fish? I do not hunt for fish, but I did um, actually put an ad out on Facebook that I would like to learn how to um, put your animal this year. Put what? Put an ad on Facebook. You're gonna, well, you I mean, don't want to. You just want to put an ad on Facebook. You want to learn? I mean, what? I put a status up that I want to butcher your animal this year. Learn how to butcher your animal. Oh. Oh. So gotcha. Yeah. Did you watch Fifty Shades of Grey? I do not. I'm not um, <laughs> uh, lovey-dovey type of girl. No, I, just, I like <laughs> movies that end in horror. Okay. Fifty Shades of Grey kind of does end in horror. <laughs> Depend, <laughs> well. Depending. Yeah. Uh, well, you got three people capable over on this side of the table. Me not. Uh, no. Before. Dude. Before. <laughs> Sorry. Just left, One, just left two, three. You Whatever. Well, I'm definitely going to learn that this year. Right. I think it's a, um, a neat skill to have. Right. Start start fishing. That's what I'm going to start. I don't want to fish. I don't want to touch <coughs> worms. I think it's a good thing. You don't, you don't need to. I'll well, and you don't out, even, I don't want to touch a little wiggly worm. You don't need to oh, use, use the, the rubber one. Listen, you don't need to use a worm. You don't even have to use the rubbery one. You can use other things to. I don't to, like smelling like fish. That's well, that's. That's, that's never a good smell to have. That's, that's never a good smell. <laughs> but you know what? Have. You know what cuts that? Lemons. Yeah, that's yep. what you say. Baby until powder. Walk past. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <like fish. laughs> Baby powder. Toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, what's the craziest story you guys got being outdoorsy? I mean, all, all anything from the paintball fights to like the shooting ranges, any anything that. What's the craziest thing that you guys have done out in the camp camp oh, crush? No. I don't even know, dude. I mean, look at uh, my Instagram. Legal, like legal yeah, crazy legal, things yeah, I've not, done. Like uh, when I've gotten in trouble. Yeah, there's not like <laughs> there's not many. DNR know all about me. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I've done some pretty wild stuff. Like I said, I grew up in like a country. Uh, in a country atmosphere, so we did some pretty wild stuff growing up. But uh, you I, mean, can I can't talk one. about it. I can't talk about it on the radio. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just give legal crazy. Um, oh, geez. Uh, what about that time? So Darren and I, I used to have some hunting property up in like uh, like North Nuevo, and uh, we were like shooting um, like his assault rifles and stuff, <laughs> like out on my hunting property. We, we like went hunting, and I think we shot a couple squirrels or something. And we're shooting his assault rifles, and one of them sounded like a full automatic weapon. And mind you, like, we're in the middle of nowhere. And, like, we get off my property, and it's all snowed in, so we had to park on the road. And uh, we get to the road, and there's, like, a sheriff waiting for us. And there's, like, a sheriff there, and there's, like, one, like, another one a half mile on the road, and, like, one on each side of the road. Like, they thought, like, we were, like, some, like, tactical, uh, like... Michigan militia. Yeah, Michigan militia group <laughs> or something, like... The sheriff was, like, all, like, there's one sheriff, like, standing there waiting for us and, like, two more behind the car. Like, like they were getting ready to, like, uh, seize our weapons and stuff, and they saw, like, everything we had was legal. But, like, they were, like, real sketched out. Someone, like, called and said that we were shooting off full It's amazing what weapon. you can buy that's legal. Um, and like it's basically just, like, full auto and like suppressors and weapons. everything. It's crazy. Just, well, you can always modify after you buy it. <laughs> well, that's 100% illegal. <laughs> right, I know. They have things you can buy that are just as like fast. A, like yeah. a binary faster. trigger? Yeah, Dinky yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yep. Yep. And I don't even know what you guys are talking about. What did you say? It's because you got binary, soft hands like Binary trigger. Right. It's like this trigger. Like, <laughs> they are soft. You touch it. It you shoots once. You let go. It shoots again. You can literally shoot, like, full automatic. It's yeah. Like, it's scary. Whoa. It's like a paintball yeah. gun. Real oh scary. wow! Shit. Yeah, that's like that's pretty, and that's legal. We're on your side, one hundred percent. Legal. Yep. That's the best that's part about stuff. being in Michigan, and uh, being in the United States. Um, you know, legally, you can have whatever you want. It's awesome. Well, that's cool. not anything you want, but you can you can find a way of getting it. Pretty much. All right, let's talk about Michigan top team. What classes you guys run, and if uh, anybody. Oh, nice. Karen Sean. <laughs> you can hear that. That's like yep. that's a legal gun. Yeah, hundred percent. I got I got something that. Well, I can't show you if, unless you stay here after the show. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. Let's I, go to it's my, on my phone. Let's go to my car. Well, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta say it's on my phone. I have a video of something, but it the video the the phone is doing the video right now, so I can't pull it off. Let's talk about Michigan Top Team. What classes you guys are running, and uh, where people can find you too if they want to work out at Michigan Top Team. So we're in Dearborn. Uh, you can check our website at michigantt.com. Uh, we're basically located Michigan and Schaefer is like the main two roads. Uh, we have an awesome, awesome pro, um, program going on and that's building our amateur program that, uh, that is uh, after the pro practice is building up crazy. So we're going to have a bunch of new fighters coming out, I would say within the next year. Um, cause I mean, we've only been open for what, three years. And now you start to see the guys that started with us that had no clue what was going on. They're building into sharks now. I mean, yeah. literally like it's, it's crazy to see and, and watch the new guys that are coming to the gym with no knowledge whatsoever, becoming little, 
like Jesse Bazzi is yeah, an example. Yeah, like killers, that. He came to killers. our gym with he really didn't have any like he knew how to fight but had no idea how to actually fight. And now he's like beating guys that are like you know he's like hey, he's ranked fifth now. He's, fang- he's in the Midwest or fifth in the Midwest. Like he just came out of nowhere. He's, he's there every day. He's such a hard worker. He's yeah, like, super hard worker. He's one of the guys. Great that's like team, gonna be like team a member. Big, he's going to be a big name in Michigan MMA soon. And there's yeah. like that's he. He's one of you know a bunch of guys I'm, that are getting really good. I'm talking about even the 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 amateurs that don't even have fights yet. Yeah. I mean, you see, if you go to our room and you watch those guys train and spar. That I feel like is the equivalent of you going to SFS and watching their pro practice. <laughs> like, and those guys have just been doing it for a couple months. So that's, uh, that's the caliber that the guys nice. that I'm pushing out of there. Shots fired. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what I believe. Nice. <laughs> what about, what about the girls? You got any good girls coming out? Uh, we actually have a few girls, uh, Callie Color. Uh, yeah, Callie Color. Actually, she was at SFS and she kind of migrated over to us for some reason. I don't know. Um, but it's probably because you get to get better training and stuff. But um Yeah, uh Callie Color. She's, she's up and coming. She's up and coming. I mean, she had a rough patch before she was with us. Um and and I think that's why she kind of migrated to us. And she is uh she's a super hard worker. Uh she hits like a like the guys. She, and she's got kickboxing. She, oh and... yeah. Well she doesn't have any like traditional kickboxing. But she picked it up in kick... re- we... she she picked it up during MMA training, right? But she traditionally uh wrestled in college, wrestled in high school, um, and has a has a, a, a great uh, grappling background. But now we're getting her um, – I mean literally when she first came, she didn't know how to block punches. Her hands were at the side of her face and I'm like, listen, I can see your entire face. Like how are you going to block this this straight jab? And she – it's, uh, it's it's crazy to see her transform. So hopefully we see her do really well in the next What about Malky, man? Yeah. Malky, I mean she trains – beast, but – She like- literally trains more than everybody at the gym and when she doesn't get to the gym, I hear it at home. She's pissed. Like – but – uh, she, you know, she doesn't have that, uh, that thrive to, um, to compete as much as most people. Right. And, and, and it's because we'll go look for a fight and nobody will fight her. Right. Or we'll look for a fight and, uh, like somebody will need somebody to drop in and she'll say, yeah, I'll take the fight. And then they don't accept it because she has so much experience. She has two fights. She has yeah, two fights. It's hard to find right? her fights. Yeah. It's, it's super hard to find her fights. It's almost like we, people like, no, people know, like she trains like, hard. She trains people hard. Know, like if anybody like looks into like, okay, who is, who is this monkey girl that only has two fights? Yeah. Oh, well, she trains at Michigan Top Team every single day. Like, no, like, no, we're not doing it, it. It's almost like we just need to make her, uh, 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 turn turn a pro right away. Like I mean, she only has two fights as an amateur. One was kind of like a like a, a striking battle. The other one was kind of like a grappling battle. Um, we actually subbed uh, the girl from SFS, um, which is awesome. That's another little ding. Uh, but so I mean, hey, uh, so that's uh, you know she, she. I think we're just gonna have to push her pro. And I'm not even gonna tell her she has a fight. I'm just literally gonna sign her up and then be like, hey, you're fighting tonight. <laughs> we're not blindfulled. They're telling us to go into a birthday party. Yeah, we're going to we're a birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, gonna, bring, you, bring your gear just walk in case we work cage, out afterwards. Yeah. You know? What about you, Cody? Who, who do you want to give a shout out to before your fight? Because I think this is the last time we're going to have you on before your fight, probably. Jeez. Uh, well, uh, probably just uh, my parents, my mom and dad, if they're listening. Aww. Mom and dad, I love you. Uh, hopefully, I'll get home before the fight. Um, I don't know, everybody else, you know, all the guys at the top team, you guys all suck. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, and anybody, uh, anybody that that that's coming to the fight, you know, I'll see you guys soon too. That's awesome. Well, hopefully, you guys, uh, you know, like the Michigan top team versus SFS thing. I, I have much respect for both gyms, and you know, like I said, <laughs> we, I'm I mean, Switzerland. We have, we have, you know, we, it's not, you know, Darren, they come to fight, Darren, they train. He, he, yeah, they, we respect the, the way them. I see it's it. Just, you know, in the movie, like, the three three hundred, yeah, yeah. right? When the the war, the bat, the first battle's already over, and they're about to like meet the king or whatever, and he's like stabbing people in the face to like in their life, and he's like, listen, there's no region. No reason we can't be cordial. And then like, he's like, yeah, he's like he's the like reason we can't be her. civil. Yeah, civil or whatever. Things. That's how I see it. Like, I mean, they, they train hard. They, uh, they, you know, they have their own style and, and, uh, and, uh, philosophy of fighting and stuff. And I have mine. And, and that's all it is. And, and like I said, it's fun. This is fun. You can't take it too serious. Like, I'm not talking about somebody's mom or something like that, but I can pick and pick on them and stuff like that. And they can pick on us. That's fine. Right. It's, that's the best part about this is competition. There's no competition and like there was nobody to compete against in, especially in Michigan. I'd be like, Oh man, uh, you know, let's slack yeah, on our training. There's like, nobody we, to fight anymore. Like this is mm-hmm. boring. Let's, I'm going to start doing something else. Yeah, right. We, we so need this, SFS. yeah, this, this makes, this makes the, uh, the, we have something to drive for. Right. And it's Rival beating the shit out of SFS and I love yeah. every second of it. Thank yeah. you, SFS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We, res- we respect them. Yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. they train hard. They're legit. <laughs> You know, we just, uh, you well, know, we iron sharpens better. iron now. Right. No, yeah. yeah. And, but they like, I mean, uh, James Gray, I mean, he tries to kill us with kindness. He's like, Oh man, you're so respectful. Blah, blah, blah. I love you guys. Right. But I'm like, ah, I just, I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> I don't care how nice you Stop are. So nice I don't care. Me. Stop being nice. Stop being nice. He's don't talk super, to me. I mean, he's like, yeah. Oh, he's super nice. He's overly like nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, yeah. We've had our like stuff back and forth, and every time I see him, he's always nice to me. Like, <laughs> Just like kills him. Right, That's no fun. All That's right. no fun at all. All right, but you we're know. friends. Actually, it you know, uh, we were we were both uh, we were in oh, man. It might have been Minnesota. We had a couple guys fighting in Minnesota. They had a couple guys fighting in Minnesota, and uh, we actually like we were actually like friends. Like they were warming up in an area. Uh, we were warming up in an area. We were kind of like making sure no one got in their area, and they were doing the same for us. You know what I mean? So, like, if we're in a place and we're both fighting other people, like, we're fine. You know, we're totally fine. But if we're, you know, going against each other, it's like the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. Like, you know, like, if if Michigan-Michigan State are, 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 you know, going against each other, like, everyone's on one side. But if Michigan State goes and and goes with someone else, like, everyone in Michigan is like, you know, or Michigan, you know what I mean? Everyone wants them to win. Uh, You want want people from, from where you're from to win, uh, you know, when they're fighting guys from away. But when they're fighting each other, you know, there's that rivalry. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, there's really no, there's no, I don't think there's any real bad blood. You know, I don't think. I, I absolutely love it. But it's, it's, it's fun. It's dramatic. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I get into it. I do want to beat Taylor Moore up. But, <laughs> but you know, we'll see if that ever happens. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to our break. Uh, we're gonna no, have, we got to do what's on tap Oh, first. do what's on tap and then go to the break. I'm going to take a picture of uh, the Ring Girls and uh, Darren and Cody really quick. That'll be our picture for the show. And then uh, we're going to go to break, and we're going to have Ed Williams, who's fighting March 10th on Showtime at MGM Grand, uh, MGM Grand on After. Take care. Oop. Hold on a second here. <clears throat> Boom. Are we coming in, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. I had awesome right. time. Soft hands. Oh, man. Here we go. I soft hands. <laughs> All right. Once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. 
February 21st at Houston, PBC on Fox Sports 1 or uh, Fox uh, Deportes. We got Miguel Flores versus Dat Nugan. Uh, ten rounds for the junior lightweights. February 24th at uh, uh, Temecula, California on Showtime. We have Chris Pearson versus Justin DeLock. Ten rounds for the junior middleweights. Uh, Palm Bay, Florida on Telemundo. We have Ricardo Rodriguez versus Carlos Navarez. Ten rounds for the junior bantamweights. Uh, and Quebec City Integrated Sports Pay-Per-View, we have Elder Storm Alvarez versus Lucien Boot, uh, 12 rounds for the WBC Lightweight Heavyweight Eliminator. Uh, moving on to February 25th at Birmingham, Alabama, PBC on Fox and Fox Sports 1, we have Deontay Wilder versus Gerald Washington, 12 rounds for Wilder's WBC Heavyweight title. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also have Tony Harrison versus Jarrett Hurd. 12 rounds for the vacant IBF junior middleweight title. Uh, moving on to MMA. On February 24th, Bellator 173, we have McGeary versus uh, Filipovic. And that's, oh, and, uh, oh, never mind. That was, that was the one that's not going again. And that's Once on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. We're going to go to a couple songs and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard, episode 225. We just had Cody Stamen in here and Darren Crawshank. Crawshank. <clears throat> And I still pronounce names horribly, um, but they were they were talking on what's going on. Talked a little bit about the rivalry SFS versus uh, Michigan top team. See, not a lot of hate there. It's just no. it's healthy relationship. Yeah, you know. Um, but we're gonna be joined by Ed Williams here in a second. But I do got to hype up this weekend. Uh, don't forget, uh, two undefeated fighters are going at it. Craig Lewis is fighting uh, Demetrius Banks. This happens Friday. Get your tickets at Soundboard or at Ticketmaster.com. Yeah, if there's any left. Um, and that happens on Friday. Uh, come see the Ring Girls, too. Both of them that are in studio tonight will actually be there working. So that's great. Um, and then Ed Williams is fighting on something called Detroit City Gold. Uh, Salida Promotions and MGM Grand are presenting it. It's happening March 10th. Our Ring Girls will be there as well. Tickets are available at <laughs> Ticketmaster.com. And that one's on Showtime. So we're going to call it. We're gonna uh, call up Ed Williams here really quick. I'm gonna have to put on my overly loud um, headphones tonight. Whoa! Let me know if it goes down or not. Hey, Ed. This is Brad. You're live on the undercard. How are you today? I'm good. All right. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, now we can. It sounded like we had a little bit of an echo. Uh, Ed Williams, he's fighting March 10th at MGM Grand. He's going against a very tough Wesley Tucker from uh, Toledo, Ohio, undefeated. Uh, tell us a little bit about this fight that's coming up. Um, Tucker's tough, but you're tough. Uh, how do you see it going? And uh, tell us about the fight. Uh, Tucker's tough, but I'm tougher. Uh, it's going to be an exciting fight. Uh, I mean, he's coming with his A game. He's an undefeated fighter. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting fight for all the fans. A great fight for the city of Detroit. Uh, great fight on Showtime, Showbox. It's going to be exciting. But, uh, I'm the thoroughbred and we're off to the races. Uh, oh, okay. 
Um, I'm sorry. My producer was showing me something. I'm like a kid. If I get distracted, I'm way off subject here. Um, this is a big opportunity. This this card's on Showtime. Not only is this card on Showtime, um, you know, it's at MGM Grand, a place that. <coughs> well, I'm sorry, sneeze. A place that hasn't had a fight um, that I can ever remember in the Detroit area. Um, tell us uh, what this event means for Detroit. You being a Detroit fighter and um, defending the home turf. I mean, it's a lot for Detroit. Detroit has a rich, historic uh, background of boxing. Uh, so, I mean, this just goes to applaud that legacy. That means a lot to be from Detroit, uh, having a lot of friends and family and a great network of support there. So the city has always supported me in my endeavors, and I'm going to give them an awesome show and a night of victories. Now, when you lost to Marcus Bedford back in uh, 2015, uh, how, how did you overcome that loss? You, you've pulled off two straight since then. Obviously the biggest fight of your career, but what did you learn from losing uh, the decision to uh, Marcus back a couple years back? Uh, not to leave it up to the judges. Uh, they're just there to, 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 to be in front of the camera and get a check at the end of the day. It's just me and my opponent in there. So I, I, I have a sense of feeling that you, you think you're going to have to knock out Tucker to win this. Um, I mean, is Tucker anything you've seen? Do you think he can be knocked yeah, out? I, yeah, I, I've seen everything. I, I've been in world championship training camps, uh, Swarov world champions uh, coming from Detroit, uh, Detroit Crunk pedigree. And there's nothing I haven't seen. But, t- I mean, I'm not uh, underestimating Tucker. He's definitely coming. Uh, he's game. He's the, the toughest opponent to date. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I have to be on my A game. I have to fight and pull it off. But that that's no exception. That's what's going to happen. Now, you fought on a big stage in Las Vegas last year, uh, July, at the MGM Grand. Tell us what that is going to – how is that going to help you coming on another big stage March 10th? Because, you know, Showtime is going to be there. But you fought in front of a big crowd with a, with a TV uh, deal. Tell us how that's going to help, and maybe that's where you can expose Tucker a little bit. Well, it's experience. At the end of the day, when the lights come on, if you've done it before, you know you just go off of that uh, that experience you've gained. And this isn't my first rodeo. Uh, maybe for Tucker, so you know he has to rise up to height. You know, when the lights on, they're going to be bright. They're going to be hot. Uh, sometimes your biggest opponent in that aspect may be yourself. So this isn't anything I've faced before. Uh, I mean, I know what to do. I know what I have to do, and it's going to be done. Now, as you're preparing for Tucker and uh, the camp comes down to close, who are you working out with right now? Who's in your corner? And uh, how's training camp going? Uh, I'm training. I'm having a training camp here in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm training with uh, Aaron Navarro uh, out of Houston. Uh, it's going to be a lot of great people. Um, they're supporting me. It's going to have a great corner. Uh, I mean, we're we're fine tuning things, working on a lot of stuff. I mean, you're going to be impressed. It's going to be one of the best fights of the night. Uh, we're joined by Ed Thoroughbred Williams. Uh, if you want tickets to this fight, it's one eight hundred four seven five three thousand. Tickets are available for the March tenth fight uh, at MGM Grand in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, who who do you like watching on TV right now? Who's your favorite boxer? Um, there, obviously the 
the Mayweather's uh, Mayweather's lot left the game, and uh, there's a lot of new stars. Who's out there that you have to watch on TV? Who do you enjoy watching in boxing? I enjoy watching exciting fights. I like Earl Spence right now. He's a great uh, exciting fighter. I like um, well, the welterweight division is definitely exciting in the pack. But I like Earl Spence. I like uh, one of my favorites is uh, Mickey Garcia. Exciting, strong. Uh, I mean, he's fun amazing to watch. knockout. Amazing knockout. His yeah. last knockout. Amazing knockout. I mean that that that's highlight reel there where he caught the guy uh, you know and then and then caught him again from the side of the head. Uh, I've always liked Garcia too. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I'm, I'm a fan. I know him personally, but I'm a fan. <laughs> now uh, working down in Houston, you got to represent Detroit and stuff like that. Um, I've always considered Detroit a boxing capital of the world. Um, how, how do people talk about Detroit boxers down in Houston? Obviously, there's respect around the world, but uh, what kind of questions do you get about Detroit and the boxing up here from people in Houston? Oh, well, you, Detroit is known for tough guys. You you have a few uh, states and cities that's known across the boxing industry, you know, New York, Philly, but uh, when Detroit comes up, you have a fight on your hands. And if everything goes well against Tucker, um, is this the weight we're going to see you at? I mean, you win this fight against uh, Tucker, you're going to get some phone calls. Um, describe your relationship with Salida Promotions and what this win would mean to you. I mean, you're, it, it would open amazing doors. Yeah, this win is, is going to open amazing doors. Uh, my uh, relationship with Salida Promotions is is great. I know uh, Demetrius Salida uh, personally. Uh, the promotional team, uh, great company. Uh, looking forward to working with them and uh, hoping to have a good future with them. Now, Tony Harrison fights for the IBF strap this weekend. He's got a tough opponent, but uh, I think Tony Harrison can do it. He, he's the best I've seen um, of the new talent. How, how cool is that somebody from Detroit is fighting for the IBF title this weekend. Um, and, and what what in, encouragement does that give to a fighter that's working his way up? Man, it gives us a lot of encouragement, a lot of opportunity. Uh, Tony's a great friend of mine as well. Uh, you know, I know him, know where he comes from, know his background, and uh, I believe Tony's going to win. Uh, Tony's one of the best uh, 154 junior middleweights out there. Uh, he's going to showcase that talent and come back to Detroit with that uh, world title. So, uh, it's just exciting just to sort of be, be in that upcoming group. Now, as uh, March 10th comes along and uh, you come back to Detroit, uh, what, how are you going to keep away the distractions from uh, families and friends? Um, because this is a bigger fight than uh, we've seen in the Detroit area. How are you going to stay focused? Uh, the last big fight you had was in Las Vegas. Any keys to stay in focus during fight week? Uh, uh, I'm sticking with tradition. Uh, it's got me this far. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to do what I've done. Uh, my friends and family sort of knows, you know, when it's fight time, you know, sort of let me do what I usually do, not to bother me with certain things. And I have a great, great support system, great camp to not, you know, really let certain things get, get, you know, in, in my way or, or in base with me, touch with me. So, I mean, w- worst case scenario, I, I can, uh, Go off the grid and just cut off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any weigh-in uh, traditions uh, after you weigh in? Is there a certain meal that you lean towards or something that you're craving during camp? Oh, man, I'm craving everything during camp. But uh, 
traditionally first meal is uh, a steak and uh, pasta. All right. Is there a certain restaurant that you like in the Detroit area, or is that home cooked? Uh, family member, or are you cooking it? It's not a certain restaurant. Uh, I sort of give, you know, patronize a lot of different places. Uh, you know, I don't know where I'm going this time, but uh, it has to be a great quality steak. Well, there is Wolfgang's in uh, MGM. <laughs> I don't know if you want to blow That's your true, whole purse yeah. there, but there is Wolfgang's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which does good steak. Our, our friend really Scotty would say yeah. really good steak. Uh, uh, well, well, I'll, I'll just tell him charge it to my room. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, you'd be like charge it to uh, Wesley Tucker, uh, and then you just walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we want to wish you the best of luck. Thank you for joining us uh, really quickly. Once again, if you want tickets to see it, 1-800-475-3000. Detroit City Gold, Salida Promotions, and MGM Grand presenting at the MGM Grand Detroit. Uh, Ed Williams, this is uh, the fight that everyone's looking for on the card, even though you got Shields fighting the main event. Um, This is Toledo versus Detroit. We obviously know with Robert Easter, uh, what's going on in Toledo? We know what's going on with Detroit with Tony Harrison. I think this is going to be a good fight. I think people are going to be standing for this one. Uh, this is going to be a great fight. Uh, come out, get your tickets. You're going to get your money's worth. Uh, Detroit is definitely going to be keeping its reputation of great fights, great fighters. I uh, hope to see you there. All right, Ed, you take care. We'll see you in a couple weeks there. All right, thank you. All right, that is Ed Thoroughbred Williams. I gotta get a thoroughbred shirt. Uh, he has really cool shirts that everyone wears in the crowd. But uh, Wesley Tucker, who is supposed to fight Leonardo Tyner, um, I forget the exact reason if it was injury or something that didn't happen. I was excited for that fight, um, but now I'm excited for Wesley Tucker to go against a very proven uh, Ed Williams. Like I said, he went out to MGM Grand in Las Vegas. He's uh, battle tested, and so I'm very excited to see that fight happen. Cool. Yeah, um, we got other stuff to talk about really quick. Uh, we talked a lot about fight uh, games. We want to thank uh, our guests for joining in. And I think we're going to have Wesley Tucker on during fight week. Mm, so it'll be okay. interesting to yeah. see what he says. Man, Toledo, man, it's just banging right now because of Robert Easter and what's going on there. But we already talked about the Russell. Um, yes. Yeah, we already talked about the Russell. But George St. Pierre, oh, one more thing about fighting uh, <laughs> MMA. George St. Pierre wants to have an epic UFC return. He wants it to be against Conor McGregor or Michael Bisping, which I Ooh. think is a terrible idea. I think you need a warm-up fight. He's been away yeah. for a while. Yeah, well, he's been away from UFC for a while, but I thought he was still fighting in other promotions. No, he didn't fight in other promotions. Oh. He's, he's been done. I oh, mean, he okay. might be training or anything like that, but um, I, I think that's just a horrible idea. His coach wants him to do that. I, I think you definitely need a warm-up. We were talking a little bit about it. UFC looked around and they didn't have any more stars left. Uh, obviously with uh, Rousey, obviously with Conor McGregor pursuing this boxing dream. Yeah. Um, John Jones with his problems. They really didn't have anybody out there. George St. Pierre, who typically isn't the most exciting of fighters, is a name. So they had to go back into uh, – the archives and whip out a an old issue and bring them back. <laughs> and that's what exactly what it is. I mean, you're bringing in George St. Pierre. Speaking of bad luck, uh, did you see Fedor, uh, uh, Fedor's, uh, uh, sorry, Fedor, yeah, um, 
His opponent got a kidney stone, and so this whole yeah. Bellator thing, which was way overhyped, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And I've had a kidney stone, and they're unbelievably painful. Oh, they're horrible. Um, it, what bad luck for Bellator. I mean, that's the fight game. They found out a half hour before they opened the doors, and then they had to think of whether they were going to cancel the whole event or tell people when they walked in. How disappointed are you when you walk in and go, oh, man. Oh, man. But they give, give you the opportunity to refund the tickets. Right. Yeah. And they hope to have him fighting again in, in San Jose and stuff like that. Um, this was an interesting article, uh, and I wanted to bring the, the ring girls in on this one. Uh, I never really thought of this. Uh, the mysterious afterlifes of wax presidents. Uh, it's a big thing. <laughs> This was on MTV News. I can't make. Oh, this so that's how it's news. It's, it's it is, not MTV. It is news. It's not fake news. It's MTV News. But it's just a really cool story about what happens to maybe the the wax presidents that um, are there. First off, uh, Ring Girls and Rochelle are wax museums creepy. Never been. No. Okay, okay but you went to you. You're talking the uh, Madam. Uh, what is it? Madden Tussauds. Yeah, that's different. You go to Niagara Falls and go to like their criminal hall of fame and walk down the long corridors and see bad wax. It, it kind of is a little creepy. You, you go to the one that's well lit. It's oh, like the, the, one the, too, old, the Oval Office. You go to like a circus side freak show one at like Gatlinburg. Like House of Wax. Gatlinburg. Well, that'd be cool. Niagara Falls. Yeah. What's so creepy? Oh yeah, what's... It's creepy, but it's a cool creepy. Right. I like yeah. creepy. Exactly. Really creepy? Yeah. Uh, I should have uh, Rochelle read this article. I You're the only pansy it. here, Brad. Huh? I already did read it. We'll read it out loud for everybody. What? You know the order. That's like three papers. I know. It's like long. <laughs> Hit the key parts of it then. Uh, basically, there's um, uh, presidential wax figures. There It's a big thing. Right, but they were actually being sold off to people. Mm-hmm. Boring. Okay. <laughs> um, Erica's like boring. And it, it seems that like I don't. All I really got out of it was that most of the the wax figures that the people who used to make them they actually didn't make them out of wax. They made them out of plastic. Correct. That's and cool. uh, and there's a hidden they underground all, market. They all died, and yeah, and so they people have been buying them. And it's like this one lady had one, and she would drive around with it in her car. Okay, yeah, that's that's weird. And people, people, you gotta get the car People kept a somehow. whole bunch of them up in a room, and you could see them like out from outside, you know, through the windows. And oh, that's a nice out. scary movie, right? So that's, that's kind of that's pretty well, much it. But basically, there's no more real people making wax uh, figures anymore, right? Except the the big company. They used to man. actually make them from you know an actual face mold. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't do it anymore. So, except the big, the big company, man, two subs. Yeah. Right? So there's this underground market of like uh, they found a storage unit with some of these old presidents and them and stuff like that, and like people, for whatever reason, are buying second market wax figures. Just the, well, just like the political yeah. figures. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you get, you know, if you're California, you gotta. Put in a, a wax figure in the car full lane. Put people up in your apartment. People are going to think that, you know, put people up there. They're not going to rob you when you're not home, you know. It's practical. So wax is going out of style? Yeah. I think it's so cheaper boring. to make it with plastic than it is with wax. Well, I think that's the problem. Well, a serial killer. 
him. Say popular. what again? If we get a serial killer, then I'd be popular again. Yeah. I don't know. See, I don't know about buying them though because I don't like. I wouldn't. Want How much are they house. going for? That's it, the secondhand market. So you figure there is a actually. I just uh, say like twenty bucks, like or hundred bucks, or no, or thousands. Oh. What is it used for the carpooling? Well, no, well, uh, who who they have in their car? Uh, William Howard Taft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm William Howard Taft. He seems like he would be a president that wouldn't cost a lot. No. like Lincoln's. You can get it for a charts. nickel. <laughs> Yeah, Lincoln's probably yeah. off the charts. Yeah, some guy bought him and he was like keeping him in his barn. Which is a little odd. <laughs> a little bit. It's like a that's, scarecrow. Yeah, that's where like, Abe Lincoln like, is. I would like forget yeah. that it's there and walk in and be freaked out and be like looking around like that's a real person. Right. Yeah. You probably do some pretty cool stuff with it. I'd be so scared. <laughs> it, just, it would probably remind me of like the dolls. <laughs> probably do what? I think that they would kind of like remind me of the dolls, like you know those ones that like you look at and you feel like they're following you around. Oh, uh, I don't know if I could like have one and then look at it and not feel like it's following me. I'll you just put I mean? one in my front window, just let it stay in the hood, just looking out. Those old scary Tunnel of Loves used to have them too, at least in the Bruce Springsteen video of Tunnel of Love. They would they come out with like guns like that, like uh, shoot and everything like. Oh, that. I think I like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about this, and I said this <laughs> off the air, and I'm, I'm not getting political, but I, I just realized that Trump is now part of the uh, the Hall of Presidents down in Disney World, and will be there forever, no matter what happens. He's no longer well, the he's happiest gonna, place He is going to be the first figure that was uh, in the museum that was built without an institutional memory. See, I love the Hall of Presidents. Have you been to Disney World, the Hall of Presidents? Mm-hmm. So like, they'll open up, and then Lincoln actually gets out of the chair. It's all animatronics. And gives his speech about uh, the four scores and uh, the Gettysburg yeah, address. Yeah, Gettysburg address. Sorry, my mind went blank. And uh, not all of them talk, but they all sit there and they all move and they all have their gestures. You know, That's George Bush and yeah, and they're all there. And when it <laughs> opens, it's amazing because everybody that has ever been president is there, as greatly created as it possibly can. And for some reason, it just sunk in that Trump is now a part of that. No matter what happens, it's he is no part of the, the magic kingdom. He's no longer ever. the happiest place on earth. For, forever figure. and yeah. ever and ever. Uh, Abraham Lincoln speaks. I'm trying to think who else speaks. Uh, John Adams, George Washington. He speaks? Dude, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's the big names. Yeah. Um, um, I think FDR does. He does his uh, – uh, I think he does the, the, the you know, on uh, Google December Google 22nd, a day that will live in infamy. Yeah. And he does that speech or something like that. All I know um, is that if you're a kid going there. Yeah. You're you're completely scared out of your mind. Oh, yeah. It's scary. <laughs> I'm asking you scary. while she's looking this up. It's boring oh, it when you're a kid. Uh, while she's looking this up, uh, I got another article here that I thought was kind of amusing. So I'm going to ask you this. Rochelle, what? pineapple on pizza. Yes oh or no? No. It's a sin. Yes or no? No. Yes or no? I don't mind it, but I don't prefer it. Yes or no? Disgusting. Okay. See, you would all agree, or uh, the president uh, of uh, Iceland would actually agree with you. Uh, he There was a huge media storm uh, because basically the president of Iceland was talking to some elementary school kids, um, and he... Um, uh, and one of the questions that they asked him was, do you like pineapple on pizza? And, uh, and, uh, well, they, he said his favorite football team was Manchester United and he was fundamentally opposed 
to pineapple on pizzas. He then went on to say that if he could, he would ban the tropical fruit as a pizza topping. And then social media blew up. They said that he was going to ban pineapple on pizza, that this was, you know, how dare he. Trump and tweeted he, about it. Yeah, well, Trump, <laughs> I don't know if Trump tweeted no, about I'm it, but like, but like, no, like there were serious, there was this backlash on media storm because of this. So he finally had to go on his Facebook page and say that. Saying that he liked pineapple, just not on his pizzas, but he could not stop people who did put it on their pizzas. He does not. He said, I'm glad I do not hold such power. Nice. So I thought that was kind of amusing. All right. Well, as of right now, the Hall of Presidents is closed. What? Trump broke it. Until June 30th, when they will reopen with the familiar orange face. Uh, oh, OK. So wait, um, who speaks during it, though? What's the Wikipedia say about it? It's been around forever. Well, see, I actually looked on the the real website. Wikipedia is pretty good. It's not fake news. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, fake news. Uh, it's got to be around. I'm curious the time. Technology had to come. And if it was Disney's idea. Because he had like a lot of crazy ideas that eventually happened after he died. Uh, George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and John F. Kennedy. Those are the only ones that talk? That's what it says on, on That's awesome. Wikipedia. Yep. <laughs> well, what's JFK say? I, I, I'd have to read through yeah. um, all of the, the stuff. Uh, it was <laughs> opened in 1971. Okay. Well, it was probably Disney's idea. It's neat when the, when the curtains open, so you see the seal, and they they're all just standing there in or sitting. Uh, it's kind of neat to see, and the the details are absolutely amazing. And then they kind of uh, Jimmy would know what I'm talking about. Like time time isn't relevant to this conversation. They're just kind of all there in in part of the thing. But that's like in the the heritage park. What's the, the, the that part part of the park that I'm thinking of? The Frontierlandish. Yeah, it is. Stuff. It's Frontierland. No, Frontierland's a country bear jamboree. The the patriarchal one. Damn, bless it. I don't know. I, I know. I was Disney. I was actually there for the bicentennial ah. parade. Oh, that was the Disney. that was the original uh, thing. It's been it's changed several times. I'm I'm kind of scrolling down through here. Um. It does. It's really hard to say because they they say they keep adding the presidents, but and then they don't say if they they've changed a lot. This yeah, they've changed a, a they've lot. They've changed the whole narration. It's yeah. done by Maya Angelou now. Oh yeah, where was James? Uh, Jones? Morgan Freeman replaced uh, Hall uh, as narrator for the 2009 revised show, and George Washington was added. As and a- Barack Obama is himself. What do you mean? Oh, oh, he, he does his, his own, own voice? voice? Yep. Oh, okay. Who's going to um, do Trump's voice? <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, Trump, Trump won't do it. He'll no, be like, God, no. He'll be like, sad. <laughs> yeah. Sad Disney won't this let me do it. This is the worst Exactly. in Disney, I swear. Meanwhile. I'm going to take, I'm going to buy Disney and I'm going to make it huge. <laughs> and I'm going to sell it to China. 
<laughs> Literally, Disney did drain a swamp, though, to put Orlando. He did. <laughs> like that's he did. Orlando was a swamp. Yeah. Well, and that's why. <laughs> and that's why there's parts of the uh, the park that closed down. They don't say why, but it's because the attractions have started to sink back into the swamp, and they need to push it back up again. What? It says yeah. now the narrator is Morgan Freeman. Uh, you can't get a better voice. Maybe James Earl Jones. And George Bush is himself, and so is Bill Clinton. George Bush? Yeah. Yeah. Talks. Uh, w. W. Yeah. Talks. W. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I also have uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln's Royal Dano, and David Morse is George Washington. Oh, I want to see uh, the Bill video. Clinton is himself. George Bush is himself. Uh, who is? Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Never mind. They keep changing it again. Anyway, so yeah, it's changed several times over the years. What? Uh, hold on. Uh, wax figures from $300 to $10,000 wow. uh, are available at a showroom. This is from Rick Pratt. Wax is more vulnerable to deterioration or damage. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, Thanks, Rick. Man, I've had a lot of people message me during the show. <laughs> um, so we're down to our last four minutes of the show. Uh, we did talk Hall of Presidents, so you can cross it off on your bingo card if you've been playing along for four years. When he will mention the Hall of Presidents from Walt Disney World. And when again, Episode you, 225. What's the other thing? The, the Time Wheel or what's the, the time that wheel. stupid song that you would sing? What? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, um, it's in Tomorrowland, Jimmy. Uh, the Carousel of uh, Tomorrow or Carousel, the one where you move but the family stays and it's a carousel. He, he, he unveiled it in the World. Uh, Epcot? No, no. World's Fair. Uh, it's in Disney World. Car- car- carousel of Progress. Where you start off with the family in the 1900s and he, yeah. Um, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Great, big, oh, come on. I guess I went to <laughs> Disney World too much. I, I have no idea what we're talking about, Brad. So Carousel uh, of Tomorrow. Uh, dro- drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> you, you shouldn't do drugs. Okay. So if you don't have plans this weekend, start off Thursday by coming to the weigh-ins at 4 p.m. at, uh, Motor City Casino. Um, come see the stare down between Demetrius Banks and Craig Lewis. Also, if you don't have plans on Friday, actually see the fight happen. Our ring girls will actually be there, uh, working at Motor City Casino and you get to see Demetrius Banks and Craig Lewis actually fight. Can so I, can I say what my highlight of this weekend is going to be? Recovering from, uh, your sickness. Besides that, uh, hanging out with my that kids. Brad gave her. I didn't give anybody anything. Um, Saturday, they are opening the pressing plant of Third Man Records. That is true. Rumor has it. That's pretty exciting. Yes. We're all about Third Man Records and Jack White and everything he does for Detroit. So that's really cool. That's yes, very excited. That's a positive. Yes. Uh, people will still be moving stuff out of the Russell, but the positive is Third Man actually opens. It's yeah. a positive. That's a good thing. So huh? I'm excited. Vinyl's awesome. And I've said this a million times. So want to listen to vinyl, you got to take your time, effort, and all that stuff. So come out and see us Friday, uh, Motor City Casino. We are off next week. Um, the next yes. event after that is March 10th at MGM 
Grand. We were talking with Ed Williams earlier. Cody Stamen fights at KOP on March 17th. He was a guest. Uh, Darren Crushank is uh, negotiating uh, for his next fight. We want to thank all our guests for being here. We want to thank Ring Girl Erica, Ring Girl Liz, Jimmy, Rochelle for working the board. We will see each other in two weeks. After that, we will have been back from the Arnold. So what? not only will we have free nutritional supplies for everybody, can't guarantee they're clean, but <laughs> we will have nutritional products and, and t-shirts, some stories and water bottles. I still wear my and t-shirt koozies. From yep, yep. It's how many lines they want to wait in for free shit. That's, That's right. Basically, what it comes down to. We'll see everybody in two weeks. Take care. <laughs>